0: This is D. Orlando Letbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with your edition, the third episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Today we're going to take a look at the Chicago Bears, formerly known as the Monsters of the Midway, who will face the Falcons at 1 p.m. on Sunday at Historic Soldier Field. Chicago Bears will be led by quarterback Mike Glennon, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, They signed in free agency this offseason to be their bridge quarterback, apparently, Uh, between this era to the Mitchell Trubisky era. He was drafted second overall, but is developing under Coach John Fox, and we remember him from his days in Carolina. Glennon's main weapon is Jordan Howard, the running back out of Indiana, who ran for 1,300 yards last season and six touchdowns. There's no no clue what the Bears are going to try to do. They're going to try to run the ball and play action off of the running game. Chicago's defense is uh, respected. Uh, The front seven is, you know, they have Akeem Hicks, Leonard Floyd from Georgia, Had seven uh, sacks last year and played 12 games. But, you know, he was hurt a couple times with concussions. But uh, he's ready to go. They have Danny Trevathan, the linebacker they hope to get back. Uh, You know, former Denver Bronco was out out with uh, Coach Fox in Denver. So uh, they're not just a pushover on defense. The uh, secondary is a little bit uh, another issue. Their top cornerback, Prince Amukamara, The former New York Giant was injured in the third game, exhibition game against the Titans, had an ankle injury, and uh, they're hoping to get him back, certainly to face Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and the Falcons' bonnet passing attack. So, you know, those are some of the key players for the Chicago Bears. Uh, One of the, um, a couple of the key matchups include Jake Matthews going against Floyd, you know, Jake is going into his fifth year. He's been a very good tackle for the Falcons. Certainly has stabilized that position, but now can he make it to that next level? Can he be a pro bowl tackle? Can he make it to the all-pro? And uh, we'll see if that can happen for him this season. On the defensive side of the ball, linebacker Deion Jones and Jordan Howard, that's going to be a good matchup there. And I think Deion's just due for a very big year. With the tackles he's going to be playing behind, with Grady Jarrett and Don Terry Poe in front of him, you know, guards won't be able to climb out and get him. You know, and then even in the backup rows, Jack Crawford and Courtney Upshaw, that's three strong tackles that don't get pushed off of the ball. So, Dion should be able to run from sideline to sideline to make plays, and he'll certainly um, be called on to do that on Sunday against the Chicago Bears and running back Jordan Howard. The series with Chicago is uh, this will be the 27th meeting. The Bears are on the lead, 14 to 12, and have won the last two meetings, including a 27 to 13 win on October the 12, 2014. Also, the last notable meeting between the teams to open the season was back in 2011, where the Bears really took it to the Falcons in the screen game uh, with Mo Forte. Uh, running, just turning in one of the biggest days of his career. And the um, the Bears won 30-12 to 12 in that one. The Falcons uh, had some problems blocking up front. I believe it was five sacks and 11 or 12 hits on Matt Ryan that day. Uh, it was not a good outing for the Falcons. And if you remember that year, they had to throw a lot of screens to slow down pass rushes around the league. But that's, uh, you know, you know this team that's going up there on Sunday is a lot better than this 2011 team uh, than that team that went up there uh, and, uh, you know, had a rough day on, to open the season in 2011. So, uh, matter of fact, the um, Vegas folks have the Falcons listed as seven-point favorites for this game. So, you know, there are, there are a few things there about the Bears. You know, the offensive players, defensive players, a couple key matchups and the series' history. I'd like to move on to the Cover 9 and 9 blog. We talked to Ty Sambrello, the new tackle who came over from Denver for the fifth-round pick. and uh, We talked about his showing against Vic Beasley last year where he gave up 3.5 sacks to Beasley, had a rough day, so bad they pulled him before the game was over. He didn't play in the fourth quarter at all. But Ty, he was very humble, and, uh, you know, you can go to the blog and see uh, what he t- said about that day. But he wouldn't bring up the fact, and I had to go find this, he was playing with a hyperextended elbow that day. And, uh, you know, he hadn't played in eight or nine weeks, so all of a sudden he throw him out there against this uh uh, dynamite speed rusher who's you know learning tricks from Dwight Freeney at that time. And yeah, Vic, Vic abused him that day. And uh, he owned up to it, said he's going to get better from it. And uh, he's been brought in to be the backup swing tackle at the left and right tackle spots for the Falcons. Yesterday, there were also a couple roster moves. The Falcons brought in Jordan Tripp to take the uh, spot, linebacker spot for Leroy Reynolds. Jordan's a former Montana guy. He uh, was out there after Corey Bierman, the former Falcon, who uh, had a nice career for a former fifth-round pick. They also signed Jamal Douglas, a former fourth-round pick of the Dolphins, who actually has started six games on the line at right guard. So that's good. The Falcons are getting some quality uh, linemen in here, Um, you know, after looking at a lot of undrafted guys over the offseason, you know, with Douglas in here, uh, uh Austin Pastor, those are all guys that have played in NFL games. So they have Douglas on the practice squad, um, and, uh, you know, Sean I would think you would want him up, and maybe Sean Harlow on the practice squad, but, you know, when you draft, you know, they let all the draft picks on the roster, even, they didn't want to risk those guys getting picked up uh, through waivers, so... Uh, keep an eye on that, but they definitely they definitely added some line depth uh, here in the last few weeks with the two tackles and this guard here. So uh, that was one of the weakness weaknesses of the roster, but they've tried to upgrade that. Running back depth for Chicago's issue to, to Ron Ward and uh, Brian Hill We're working with the trainers on Monday. Hill has an ankle. We don't know what Ward's uh, injury was, and uh, we'll... Get that today, I think, with our first injury report. But uh, Coach Quinn wasn't too concerned. He believes Ward will be ready to go and back up the dynamic duo of Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman on Sunday. The depth chart's out, too. Uh, First official depth chart, no real major issues there. Coach Quinn announced Wes Weiser will be the starting right guard, so uh, that is there. Uh, The defense that's there, we have to kind of, monitor it because we know the Falcons play a lot of nickel. A lot of teams do nowadays, and and the nickel is not listed. So we'll have to list the nickel defense that they play in Chicago uh, next week along with the base defense. Since they are playing 70% nickel, uh, we're giving you the base defense. We need to give you the nickel defense next week. So we'll get that up for you and watch it off a game pass and make sure we have it right. So... Uh, we can uh, share the nickel defense with everybody. Well, this is our like to conclude the third episode of the Bowtie Chronicles here today. This is D. Orlando Letbetter of the Atlanta Journal Constitution. You all have a great week. We're gonna ask you all to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Tune in and pocket cast, you know. uh, We'd like to um, let you all know that we're going to try to come every Wednesday during the season and then on Mondays after the game, uh, early in the morning, uh, just to have the podcast up to wrap up what we think we saw on Sunday. Take care and have a great week. hip-hop is a product of black people it's a product of black song and celebration the atlanta journal constitution presents hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the south a southern hip-hop story we always go back to that moment of the source awards Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.